I would say at one health fair, we got over like 600 leaves that way. Oh my gosh. 600 leaves. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're not already subscribed, uh, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. We need more reviews. Yes, we do. We need we more reviews. reviews. We are shamelessly uh, plugging for reviews. This is my reviews, annual, I think like every Jeez. six episodes. Yeah. I just do a shameless plug. And we usually get some, so and it then works. they all come in. It's a valuable lesson in life. If you don't ask, you don't receive. You gotta ask. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of our amazing guests, our guest today is Letitia Jackson. Letitia is the CEO of Jackson Insurance Group, as well as a speaker, entrepreneur, and woman on a mission. Letitia knows what it's like going from fighting for a $1 cheeseburger to making six figures. Fast forward to now, and Letitia is one of the most influential women in the insurance industry, winning countless awards, and as a seven-figure income producer. Letitia is paving the way for many new insurance agents with her online coaching and Healthy Talks podcast. Letitia, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Excited today. Letitia, it is great to have you on the show. So I'll let the audience know, Letitia and I had a chance to do a speaking tour together. And I was like, okay, I got to get her on the podcast. Just amazing. (laughs) I remember, man, I'm here on purpose with a purpose. I know that. I mean, you literally drove that home every night. It resonated (laughs) with me. It stuck with me. I loved your story. You guys are in for a real treat today. I would love for you to share with the audience kind of a little bit about your journey, what led you to getting into insurance and then going from not being able to afford a cheeseburger to a million dollar producer. Wow. So got into insurance, I would say roughly about 16 years ago. So I was a uh, freshman in college and I said, I wanted to be a pharmaceutical sales rep. And I was told we had to have some sales background, right? So I was like, you know what? I see other people doing insurance. I jump into for the experience, but end up staying in the insurance industry. Didn't know that would be my career uh, moving forward. And so as a single mom in school, also trying to do insurance as well, I decided just to, you know what, let's focus on this career to take me to the next level. Just trying to make ends meet, trying to pay my bills, right? Um, The insurance industry, it has brought me so much joy, but along the way, like you mentioned, the dollar cheeseburger, right? That's a story that, that... I would say most people may have experienced some point in their life, especially when you're at the lowest and you're trying to get to the next level. And so our struggle was trying to grow our business, but we couldn't afford just to pay our bills. And mm-hmm. the, but the story behind that is my husband one day went to, he worked an 18 hour shift. I was at home pregnant with my last child, couldn't work. And so he had the luxury to find some change in his truck console to go buy a dollar cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> While I was at home eating noodles and bologna sandwiches, you know, just trying to make (laughs) ends meet. And so we ended up going to church service that night and I noticed a yellow wrapper, you know, I'm like, what is this? He said, well, I had found some change and got a dollar cheeseburger for lunch. And I I was so livid. You eating dollar cheeseburger from McDonald's while eating a fried bologna sandwich and noodles every day. Mm. And so we got to a little argument over it. Of course it was me. But from that point on, we decided that we would not ever be in this position again to where we cannot afford our cheeseburger or even that get into an argument over something that, you know, don't mean a lot to us today. You know what I mean? So, mm. yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about like the journey of trying to pull yourself out of that, right? Because you don't have any money to spend on leads. Um, I'm really curious because I know you talk about making it to six figures with zero dollars in lead spend. Like what did you go through and what would an agent do if they were trying to mimic kind of what you did? So that's a loaded question. <laughs> so at that point, you know, struggling from not made affording thing, I just had the I gotta go get it mentality, right? I had to just go out there and make it work for me. I couldn't take no for an answer. And so from that, your mentality have to be, okay, either I'm going to continue to stay in the state of mind and have my family's position, or I'm gonna make changes in my family's life to get to the next level. And so um, transitioning from being at home, out now going out to the fields, I knew I did health insurance and I knew that small businesses actually struggled when the ACA market came into effect. And so I knew I had a product that I could go out and market to, but I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to knock on some doors, tell them who I am, what I do, and how can I help them? Literally, it was through trial and error. And by doing so, I found my way. I found my niche. I found these people are really struggling and I'm the person that can help them with affordable healthcare. And from there, I was able to track myself. Okay, if I want to, you know, say make a thousand dollars a week, I ain't to knock on how many doors, but I got good at that by just going out there and counting my numbers, knowing my activities that I did every day in the field to get to the amount of income I wanted to make. And so once I was able to track my activities and knowing what time of day to go, what to say, what not to say, just tracking it, it helped me to build what I call today the grassroots marketing and got me to my first six figures. Mm. I absolutely love that. So is this you just literally tracking in a Word document or a notes or Excel? Like, how were you actually tracking that and figuring out, okay, what's the best chance of success for this, these uh, activities? You're going to laugh. I had a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> no excuses, That's people. The best way to I had no, no excuses. Paper, literally no book paper. And I was like, so I would go out, you know, work eight to five, right? So go out. So first I would plan my day. We're out what city or town I want to go in. I wanted to see who was there, type of business was there, and et cetera. So I will map out my time. And when I will go there, I knock on the business door, introduce myself, and I would count that as one knock. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to get 20 knocks a day. 20 knocks a day would get me at least two or three appointments uh, for that day. My goal is to have 10 appointments a week. Mm. So the will allow me to sit in front of these three or four people who would purchase the insurance from me at that point. And do you remember your pitch? Do you remember what you, you would say? I do remember my pitch. <laughs> I still said today, I say, hi, I'm Tisha Jackson, where I offer affordable health insurance coverage. Do you need low-cost health insurance? And I had a little postcard about this big. I was putting it in front of them and said, do you need low-cost health insurance going across? And they were like, what? And so... <laughs> But the trick was, that was like my walking billboard that I did in every business. It took the pressure off of me because it was reading what was on the on the, on the card so versus smart. what I was saying. And they was like, that's unreal. A forward healthcare is not, it's not a real thing at this point, but it was. And so when they showed the interest, I even will quote them on the spot, like 30 second quote, "Yours your zip code and age and are you a smoker, non-smoker? Right there on the spot, this is what I can save you on your health insurance. What are you paying now? And that sparked the conversation just about how I can save the money. 
Wow. So, so many golden nuggets in there that we could uh, unpack. I mean, one of them that I want people not to miss is you mentioned that you built a brand in doing this, right? And I want to make sure people caught that, that even if the ones that, you know, knock on 20 doors, even the ones that say no, now know you as Letitia exactly. Jackson, this person the who can, yeah, that can give you affordable health care, <laughs> right? They know you that way. And so you start getting that name out there and that recognition of, yeah, there's somebody that can help me with this. The other thing is a really valuable lesson in sales, which is most people think of sales as like you're persuading or you are in a way trying to like not totally reveal what you're going for, which is the complete opposite of what you want to do. You actually want to tell people right at the beginning exactly your intent, exactly what you're presenting, exactly what you want from them. It actually makes people trust you more. You're not trying to sell them. You're telling, hey, I got something of value here. What do you think? And then you move into the persuading and the solving of their problems and all that stuff. So it's just super, super valuable. From a psychology standpoint, you're engaging multiple parts of the brain. When you're going in, you're speaking, oh, they're yeah, listening so to you, then you're holding up a card, they're reading. And I think what you've done is alleviated what so many people have fears of over door knocking, which is the attention's all on you. You literally figure out a way to take the attention off of you and engage their wow. own thought process on what you're offering. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. So talk to us about this grassroots marketing. Like if you were advising, you know, we have a lot of insurance agents that listen to podcasts, but we also have real estate agents, mortgage professionals. Like give us the mm -hmm. concept of just how you did grassroots marketing. So the first thing is I knew it's important to know your identity in business and what product you want to promote. So you have to figure out where can you find those individuals at when it comes down to grassroots marketing. And so for me, it was affordable health care and it was like a lower income market bracket. OK, so I would go out into like the churches and do seminars there with the churches. I would do health fairs. And at the health fair, the way I would gain more traffic than anybody ever would do is that I would say, come register for this nice giveaway, right? It was packaged nice on our table. And when they come up for it, they were registered for the giveaway. But not only that, on our form, we had, uh, please contact me back about affordable health care, dental vision, whatever it was. And from that standpoint, we've learned that so many people would check off to call me back about something versus talking to you at a current health fair. I would say at one health fair, we got over like 600 leads that way. Oh my gosh. 600 leads. Where, where are these health fairs? Just so the uh, people who are in insurance, like did you how did you source them? Like, how did you get involved in like a health fair? Like, I'm not familiar with that concept. Okay. Like, so the community have different events that goes on. Like some might have a local health fair that's pretty big. Some area might have like a festival. So it can okay. be a festival as well. And so what I learned what, from that point is you get like with your, your chamber of commerce, get with the, um, the person that do all the activities in the community. Get Super with them. smart. Right. And, and you go also too. I learned to go and you kind of sponsor something as well, get you through the door as well and get you a good position. You would actually contact the people at the Chamber of Commerce and find out where the health fairs are going on. Exactly right. Or some local uh, communities have where you can join the Chamber of Commerce and be a member for the small fee. And now you get all the news feed that's going on in the area to know to know, you know where you want to plant your foot at. Yeah, it's super smart. Those leads that you would get at like the church seminars or the health fairs and stuff like that, 
What was the, like the follow-up process? What did you find when it came to trying to take those leads and get them to, of course, a sale, right? A conversion. Right. Because, you know, when you're in a giveaway, of course, you will have low intent leads. And I'm just going to be honest with you, right? So it's a numbers game. Mm. And so from that, we'll say, hi, um, Luke, Letitia, we saw you at the health fair. And you showed an interest in affordable health insurance. How can we assist you today? Just real simple. I said, well, I already have it. Or I didn't know. Great. But have you had a Review yet? No, let me quote you at, at no cost to you for 10 to 15 seconds. See, we can help you save money there. So we'll still find a way to pivot. If they still say no, well, could we keep you on our contact list for future updates we may have uh, into, into the community or a newsletter? They'll say, yes, we can do that. And so we constantly stayed in contact with them, got their birthday, sent our birth, uh, text, happy birthday, thinking about you. Hey, we can still offer you individual health insurance or life. Give us a call. So we just constantly stay in contact with them at some point. Help me understand this because maybe I missed it. You said these are low intent leads. So how are you, how did you get the lead? Was it from a list of people who attended or did you actually meet them at the health fair? Like why low intent, I guess is the one. I'm I say low intent is because when you got thousands of people coming to a health fair, you don't have 10, 15 minutes talk to each person. Okay. Are they just filling out, like they're signing up, signing a a piece of paper or whatever with their contact information? Exactly. Exactly. That's why I call low intent. Okay. Yeah. It makes so So. much sense. And then the, you know, it's very similar to compare it to like the real estate side, like Ricky Carruth, it's an almost identical methodology to what you're talking about, Letitia. And he's a million dollar producer in real estate and Mm -hmm. sells like a hundred homes a year by himself. And he talks about, he will call and basically the idea is following up and Hey, do you have any interest in in selling your home? And people might say, yes, they might say no. Most people say no, because it's low intent, but he will then go, Hey, well, do you mind if I keep in touch with you, you know, and send out what market updates, things that are going on in the community. And he will drip on them for the rest yes. of time. And he attributes that one email that he trips on them building the majority of his business because it's just constantly in front of them. You're doing birthday text messages. Do you have a drip email? Do you have other things that you do? No, and shame on me, right? <laughs> Letitia, I don't know that that's shame on you. Letitia, you're, you and I are going to become best friends. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, I wasn't here to sell you, but man, okay, we're going to have to now sell Letitia on using our trip program. No, yes, but um, yes. yeah, you should, because it's so funny. Like you can always tell a practitioner because you're immediately just going right to the specifics and just like, I go 20 door knocks, you know, I get, you know, two to three appointments. I get, you know, my goal was 10 appointments. I do health fairs. Like, you know, your numbers, you know, what you're doing, you're actually practicing it. When you look at your like conversion, right at the appointment level, like what is the difference maker for you in closing that appointment? Cause I'm sure a lot of people want to know, you know, like how you went about the appointment when you met with them, how do you get them to actually close after you get their interest? Um, mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about the actual close? Yes, I'm going to piggyback off their door knocking. Door knocking, I was doing more like the hospital indemnity, short-term medicals at the time. And so when they agreed to an appointment, I would go further, get more information from them. Are taking medications for anything? Who's your doctors now? Um, How much you're paying for your insurance? How much would you like to pay? And so I would never see them on the spot. I would always come back the next day so I can go back and just put together a plan that will work for them. And because of that, I have an 80% closing ratio because I tone into what they were looking for. So very consultative uh, based closing. And it's, you know, it's interesting. Like I find in like real estate and insurance, 
it's very much direct to the point, like, you know, compared to my brother, right? He'll call people up and go, hey, I saw you were looking at homes online. Just want to see if you found what you were looking for. And mm-hmm. it's a very direct, hey, I saw you were looking at homes. Did you find what you're looking for? And they'll go, no, no, I was just looking. And he will immediately go, oh, well, what were you looking for? Oh, that's awesome. You know, what, you know, how many bedrooms? Oh, how many baths? And he'll go through a line of consultative right. questioning that gets people to open up. It's almost like getting the flower to blossom. You do a very similar process of getting people to open up from a question and answer standpoint. How do you encourage new agents to overcome the rejection? Right? Because it's, it's so much rejection, especially mm-hmm. when you first start. And I think the failure rate in insurance is higher than real estate. It is. So to get over the rejections, I guess for me, I just not didn't have another choice. I didn't have a plan B, um, Luke, Josh. So I was like, this had to work for me. Um, but I knew, I guess for me, when you know your numbers, you know you're going to get your no's. So like, let's get to the yes. So you got to go through the process to know what that looked like for you so you can get to that yes. So if you're stopping before you get to your yes, you'll never know that process. I remember I tell people, don't take it personally. They don't know you personally. They're just saying no because they don't know what you offer. Or I would say, I'm sorry, you must not understand or understood what I was saying I can help you with. Let me backtrack and and say it again to you one more time to make sure you understand fully how I can assist you. And I'll also say this too. And so if you didn't want to move forward, it was two reasons. Even you didn't like me as a person (laughs) or I didn't explain myself enough to you to, to understand I can save you money when I really could. And as I know it's not you, so it's the product. What is it? You know, let's let's get more deep into while you're not moving forward. That is yeah, so, great sales that is so good. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to really dig, you're really just getting past all of those surface level objections and trying to yeah. get to the real objection. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, though, you're very like purpose driven, I know, in, in what you do. And, and you also talk about sort of finding your purpose and connecting that to your business. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. So, you know, I love insurance and what I do. Um, but I would say the last couple of years, I learned more about what I really love to do. And that is to help other insurance agencies or even entrepreneurs to dig deep inside of them and find out why are they doing what they're doing. Find out what makes you unique, uh, purposely driven. Like if we're getting business Josh, and we're just doing something to make money, it's, it's going to fail because you have no purpose behind why you do it. But if you understand, I'm doing this because I love people. I want to see them thrive. I, I get I get a, uh, enthused when I see people being successful. That's my purpose, why I'm pushing people to do what they do. And so therefore, it feeds me internally. And even when things are not going the best it could go, I I, I still can move forward with that. I'm intentionally doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, tell everyone how they can, or I guess what they could expect from your coaching. And I know you have a podcast as well. Yes. So for my coaching, we go in different levels. Um, we always go into understanding your purpose, how to define what that purpose is. And that's a really, it's really hard because we go off top of, I'm good at this. You may be good at something, but what are you really truly designed to do? What makes you different? We talk about the importance of the mindset, the way you think as an entrepreneur, way you think about yourself. I also talk about identifying who you are as a business, your brand, how it makes you stand out, how to find your people, we talk about marketing strategies, how to track your activities. So we go into a, a deep dive into what most people don't talk about when they get into the insurance industry. 
Uh, my podcast is called Healthy Talks with my hair care lady because in my area, I'm known for the hair care lady, right? So uh, that's a cool, cool little brand. I got there, got a meme to go with it too. <laughs> it's real cool. And so, but Healthy Talks is geared towards individuals who want to be an entrepreneur or they're career driven. And we're talking about the importance of being healthy uh, through physical, mental, physical, emotional. And we talk about some things that uh, that you may have gone through that wasn't the best situation. How did you push forward the hard part to get to where you are today? Because mm. most people see you and they're thinking that, oh man, Luke's doing awesome. He's he's thriving, but they don't know Luke's story. Mm-hmm. They don't know what Luke had to go through to encounter what he has today. So we so we want to bring that out in people who's entrepreneurs and career driven individuals in our podcast. That's amazing, Letitia. This has been a joy, uh, awesome journey, and great message. Uh, Before we close out, uh, can you let people know how to connect with you? Yes, if you would, connect me on uh, Instagram, L-E-T-I-S-H-A dot J-A-C-K-S-O-N. Instagram is the best way to reach out to me, and also Facebook as well, the same spelling. Awesome. And they can find your podcast and learn about your coaching there as well. If they connect yes, to they sure awesome. can. Yes, go to my podcast and coaching there as well. Yes. Awesome, Letitia. Thanks for joining us today. And thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get the show notes, and we'll include a link to Letitia's Instagram there as well over at staypaidpodcast.com. And while you're there, you can find the videos for our episodes as well. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, the best way is to tell a friend to share this episode. Yes. And a second way, if you want to, is head on over to Apple Podcasts. Drop us a review so we have something to read on the next intro of the show. Come on, everybody. All right. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. And on TikTok, we are at Stay Paid underscore podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. What an incredible episode. You're listening to a real practitioner. And think about it. Couldn't afford a dollar cheeseburger to a million dollar producer. And that journey can be yours too. Here's my action item for you, right? Because I want you to take action on something that Letitia talked about. Do you know your numbers? I mean, she said 20 doors, two to three appointments. I need 10 appointments to be able to sell the insurance that I'm looking for. Like, do you know your numbers and are you tracking your numbers? No excuses. She tracked them on a piece of paper. What is your excuse if you're not tracking your numbers? Start today. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. We'll be right back.